Generally Speaking, About the Church, episode number 79. <laughs> I like last week where you said, Ocho! <laughs> Ocho! Hey everybody, welcome back to... <laughs> The About the Church Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is D.G. Hollums. And we're here to talk all things real faith related. That's right. That's right. You don't get any fluff here. We don't put it on we don't put it on any masks. We there's, don't try to be anybody. We're not. There's no fluffiness. There is well, there's a little fluff around. Fluff italicalities. We keep all the fluff above the belt. <laughs> I told no. That's not true of my body, but hey, what? Hey, now, <laughs> I've got fluff all over. <laughs> DG man, I am excited to be back this week, I and too, man. we got some excellent feedback from our conversation from last week, and I'm trying to think of where to begin with. But before I do, I have a gift for you this week. I have not oh, told okay. you what this gift is yet. Okay, but I have a gift for you. Awesome. Are you ready? Yes, I've got you. Your very own copy of The Unlikely oh, Disciple. And guess what, DG? You did not have to pay a penny for this. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome, man. Thank you. You're welcome. But uh, seriously, though. I, no, what I really want to know is, did he send it to you? Yeah, uh, he did. Okay, he did. Yeah, All right, good, yeah. good, good. Um, so basically, I sent an email over to Kevin. Uh, by the way, we're talking about Kevin Ruse. or Actually, I think it might yeah. be Kevin Rose. Uh, but okay. I'm, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, to be honest with you. But it's R-O-O-S-E at KevinRose.com. Um, anyway, he, we were talking last week about the book, The Unlikely Disciple, and how he went kind of undercover to do a report on a semester at a Christian university, Liberty University, and stuff like that. I still have not read the book, although I did send them, I sent Kevin and his publicist mm-hmm. a link to the recording of last week's episode and says, hey oh, guys, cool. you might be interested in hearing the debate that was sparked yeah. as a result of yeah, just cool. taking a look at your YouTube video in the site at first glance. And um, if you're interested, I'd love to see if I can get a review copy of your books, uh, of your or a couple review copies of your book and uh, possibly read it and bring you on for an interview in the future. So... With that, they cool. sent them right over. Uh, got them within like forty-eight hours from the time I sent well, the email. That's impressive, yeah. So anyway, so thank we're going to read this book within twenty-four minutes. Yeah, and then I was checking. But uh, we, we're going to. I know I'm going to take a look at the at the book and read through it and and stuff. And because I, I, I am, I'm I'm interested in it. I want to find out what it is, and possibly depending on the content and whether or not we feel like it'd be a great fit for the show here. Um, yeah, we, we may bring him on for an interview. And uh, by the way, the email, let me see if I can get the email from Kevin real quick. So uh, let's see, Kevin, R-O-O-S-E, and because he actually said something. He says, hey, Cliff, sorry about the delay. I saw this buried under a bunch of other email. Thanks so much for the interest. Uh, Tanisha will get you squared away with the books and stuff. And I'm glad, he says, I'm game for whatever you want to do. An interview, a shouting match, you name it, I'm there. <laughs> a shouting match, hopefully that's not. <laughs> so... So he he's he's ready and prepared and standing by. So uh, we'll let you guys know uh, about that in the near future. Cool. And if you guys definitely Thank want, you, if way. you guys definitely want it, call us and tell us. Say demand it. Say I want that interview. That would be great. And let us know. You can call us area code eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. Or if you need to, you can dial us toll free at eight hundred 
Seven five seven eleven fifty eight. So wait a second. You're telling me that our plot worked and they gave us free books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <joking>. no doubt. <laughs> so, and and by the way, all Christian stores have now ceased to exist. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are affecting change in the world, my friend. <laughs> we brought recycling bins to the Creation Museum. Dang it. If, if Christ comes back tomorrow, we're going to be like, Lord, guess what we did? I know we did this for I you. I mean, you did through us. Yay. <laughs> we got free books. <laughs> Excellent stuff. But anyway, um, we, we do want to let people know in the chat room. I know I said this before we hit the record button. But for those of you who are listening via the podcast, we want to let you know that we, we've decided to go bold and we are now opening up phone lines and Skype lines. So if you want to Skype in oh, cool. uh, a comment or a question during the live show, we'll bring you on live. The phones are now open in the studio. Nice. And there are instructions to do that. Uh, and anytime you want to join us, Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, mm-hmm. please feel free to drop by and call us live. And if you can't awesome. do that, do leave us the voicemail. In fact, that's how we've got the following three Exactly. Voicemails. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's start off with Frank. Frank. Frank is a little bit more on the on on. on well, let, let's let's do Frank's call because I think he's a little bit more on my side, and then I think we get Professor Allen balances things out a little bit, and uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Okay. Cool. Hey, Cliff. It's Frank from Connecticut calling. How are you? I just got through listening to to um about the church, a show that's growing on me, and um <laughs> I've only listened to it for the last uh, month or so. And I totally, totally, totally disagree with DG and his rant about capitalism. All right, here's the deal. All right, if, if, okay, so it's wrong for people to sell things in a Christian bookstore because they're making money. Well, all right, you could take that to an extreme. Then, DG, why don't you go out and... Stop doing anything that's making any money that that provides you with a profit at all and just go out on the streets of, you know, inner city wherever or backwoods, you know, uh, the Appalachia or Africa or, you know, somewhere where there are people starving and do nothing but, but, you know, help people that God would want us to help because any time you do anything other than that, you're profiting. You're profiting. If, if, if you, you buy a, um, you make enough money so that you could buy, a, buy yourself a, a Big Mac at Burger King. Uh, no, excuse me. <laughs> that would be funny, right? Up, uh, yeah. You could buy a Big Mac at McDonald's or, or a Whopper at Burger King or whatever. Well, that's a waste of money because you could be taking that money and instead donating it to poor people. Um, and... I mean, or donating donating it to churches, or I, I mean, I mean. All right, look now. Listen, I come from the Joel Osteen school of, uh, you know, that God wants us to be prosperous. I, I don't think God wants us to be poor. I don't think God wants us to be, you know, just destitute and poor. I really don't. And um, I think it's important to give a percentage of your earnings to the poor, give a percentage of your earnings to your church, if that's what you so desire. But I, I, I just think this deal that capitalism is bad is just, I mean, you know, I mean, go, go, go live in Russia, DG. <laughs> DG's great. I love DG. This is not like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, 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 this is tongue in cheek, but I'm really serious. Yeah, yeah. Capitalism is good. 
it's good to it's good to be profitable and the thing is all these all these christian bookstores that are selling these items um they're selling them for one reason because people will buy them why will people buy them because people want them so you're filling a need you're fulfilling a need and if you profit out of it that's great i mean i i i i i don't know anywhere in the bible where it says thou shalt not profit I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I totally did not get where DG was coming from. I, I just—it was just—it it made no sense to me whatsoever. So there's my two cents <laughs> about the church. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Bye. Wow, there's a lot to unpack in that one. That's cool. But you know, it is awesome that he loves about the church that he's listening to us. I'm I'm glad that that um, that he felt comfortable com- comfortable enough to call in. That's that is yes. tremendous. I was so glad that you called in. Thank you so much for calling. That's. <clears throat> Now, now I want to say that the the for those who are following on the UStream video, uh, there was quite a treat when when DG heard the <laughs> Joel Olstein philosophy of God does not or God wants us to prosper, uh, and 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 in the chat room, and you're I, you're you're like I like we said, I think we talked about this in the pre-show, so I don't think this made it into the podcast because we have Professor Allen, and it right. seems like Professor Allen's more on your side of the table when it comes to to issues such as this, right? And 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 Professor Allen says yowza in all capital letters. <laughs> yeah, and Although, I, I was biting every finger I own in my mouth, like yeah. oh my gosh. And you know, I just want to say before we go into this discussion, and I and I do want to go ahead and lead this into a discussion if you don't mind. Cor- yes, please. Yeah. Be- but I, I do want to say this. First and foremost, what we share here are our opinions yeah. uh, and and our feelings about certain things. And we want to let everybody know. Not necessarily those of God. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes, well, it's quite obvious if you listen to this podcast, sometimes DG and I agree with one another on some topics. Sometimes we vehemently disagree yeah, sure. on topics. And we've actually, that's come out in my We like completely disagree and hug each other at the same time. Exactly. Welcome to Christianity. Exactly. <laughs> and and so with that, um, and, and Frank, I love Frank because Frank has been a listener of mine, uh, of ours here, not just for about the church, but for my other shows um, for years now. And he has been a consistent encourager for me. And in fact, he's one of the people who has continued to to hound me over the years uh, per my request of accountability about you know physical health and fitness and stuff like that. So he's been great along that. So Frank, while I'm going to tell you I disagree with you about Joel Olstein, and I I know for a fact DG does. Yeah, I, I want to let you know I think it's it it's, this is not a judgment against what you believe and and how you feel about what God wants and desires. Now, what I want to say is number one. I don't have anything negative to say about Joel Olstein personally because I don't know very much about him other than the fact that that he's on television and he talks uh with a you know a a, a pretty um he's got a neat little accent when he talks and and, and, and stuff Southern like that. he's yeah and and he I mean he's he's a uh, He's very popular. He people like him and stuff like that. So that's about as much as I know about him. Now I know that there are some philosophies that he has that don't line up with my evangelical worldview, mm-hmm. and even again, even that don't line up with DG's mainline uh, view mm-hmm. of of Christianity. Sure. But with that being said, I'm going to say let's forget about the Joel Olstein statement 
and let's talk about the prosperity philosophy. God God wants us to be prosperous. Okay. Well, okay. <clears throat> I still would like to go back to the main topic that started. Yeah, all, we'll get know. back to that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I definitely want to go back Just to that. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, God desires for us to be prosperous. I do not believe that. I agree. I believe. I agree with you. Not. <laughs> It, it depends on what you can what what you call. I guess the only thing that could be relative here is is what what is it that you're calling prosper, prosperity? Right, yeah, what do you think? It's, it's kind of like what do I did? I think God wants me to be successful. Right. Okay. I do believe that. There is no doubt in my mind that God wants me to be successful. Now, when I say successful, exactly, yeah, if you're if you're thinking that by success I mean financially. You know, well to do that. I've got everything, you know, sandbagged and put together and protected for my retirement, and right. that I'm, you know, I've got the five hundred thousand dollar home, the two cars, the the house on the lake, and you know, and and all those. Th- if that's what success means, no, yeah, not at all. Professor Ray says, if the fruit of the spirit is prosperity, then he agrees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, the way I kind of um, another way of looking at it is. You know, we, we serve a crucified God that basically says, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. What part of pick up your cross and follow me does it seem to be prosperous? I mean, it's like it's basically saying, hey, I want you to follow me to death. OK. And and that is not necessarily something that I think that everyone would consider to be prosperity in any stretch of the imagination. And uh, and so I just <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, I don't think that um, I don't see that in the Bible. I do not see that. Being hugely prosperity, uh, you know, filled with money or whatever else, is anything remotely what God would desire? Uh, because I think you know, it's you know, the the love of money is the root of all evil. I mean, it's just like it's, there's a lot not, of stuff going on there, you know. It, it, and it's important to pull out anytime. I, for me personally, anytime anybody ever quotes the love of money is the root of all evil, I always I always feel obligated to say, hey, it's not money's the root no, of all no, no, evil. No. It's the love of it. That's right. And so there, there's nothing wrong with money. I don't think there's anything wrong with being prosperous. Or prosper, is prosperous the right word? I, I don't think having a lot of money. Okay, yeah, I don't think there's anything with having with anything wrong with having lots and lots and lots of money. No, I, I don't think that God's against us being prosperous. No, no, I, I actually, but I, I whether or not that. God desires for us to be financially wealthy i don't buy into that philosophy myself now right. jeremiah twenty nine eleven says this for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future right okay and then and, then I, and this is i just preached on this on sunday so it's first john three um it's basically talking about loving one another and loving your brothers and sisters and it says this is how we know what love is, because he's having to define what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Now, here's verse 17. Here's the thing. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? And he's basically just saying, you know, he's not saying there's anything wrong with having a bunch of money, but if you're using that money for yourself, which I'm, I guarantee you every human being has a tendency to be selfish. And they will definitely be very selfish with their money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that if that, that if they hold all that stuff and they're not giving back to God's, you know, to, to the to the poor or the widows or uh, people in prison. I mean, you know, clothe me, feed me, kinds of stuff. Then they have, then there's issues there. And I think that that's the difference between what's really going on here is 
I don't necessarily like you. I don't. There's nothing wrong with having lots of money. Wait, did you just? I know that you didn't say this, but if I was to edit that point out, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily like you. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no I know. No, there's would, a pause. But like I, you, I know. But that would that that would be an awesome little <laughs> mashup, a little sound bite to pull out. You can do it's a like, mashup on DG us. and I don't always agree. Listen to this. I don't always like you. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. It's like proof to speaking. I know. Proof texting. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, you know, it's one of those things where there's nothing wrong with that money, but if you've got to be able to be selfless, I mean, if, if God has given you or, or you have done, you know, done something to be able to provide a lot of money for something else like that, if you don't see that need and, and, and the thing is, is then you get into the question of, well, how much do you give? Right. Because the need is always going to be there. And it's not, so 10, would, it's not 10% people. So would God desire for you to be giving everything? And if you did give everything, then you would not be, you know, I, rich. I don't know that God desires know, just, us to give everything. Read that, that verse that you shared again. Oh, and it's, it's not saying anything of no. everything. It's just if anyone has material possessions, basically, if you have a job and you are making money. If, yeah, if you, if you have. And sees it sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him. How can the love of God be in him? Exactly. And it says, and now, it goes on to say, and the last one's the best one. Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. I think the important thing to understand here to kind of balance out this conversation just a little bit is to understand that, uh, well, the thing is, is you do have brothers and sisters who are in need, who experience times of hardship from time to time. And it's important for those of us of faith to be wise stewards of our resources exactly. and to do things that do make us prosperous in in a way. Not that God desires and, and, and everybody who follows God's will will be prosperous financially, but I think God does want us to, to do things that make us f- wise financial stewards because in the times when we find somebody that's in need, that we have something of ourselves to, uh, well, or of God, however you want to look at it, but something that has been entrusted to us right. to give, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, to mm-hmm. give to the poor, to give to the widows. Right. So, so, and how can you give if all you have is just enough to barely get by yourself? Right. Exactly. And so, and, and in you know, that this, case, and this goes back all the way to what my views of mega churches and stuff like that too. Because then I say, okay, well, let's not just do it as an individual basis. With I've got a lot of money, so I have a big, huge house. Let's go to a community of of, of a bunch of Christians that have a really big house, which would be like this mega church building. And just say, well, when is it too much? When when are you starting to become just inwardly focused and not necessarily, and I believe, as Christ, as more outwardly than inwardly? Yeah. At least the focus is. Yeah. Well, that that, that would lead us down another conversation, sure, path, sure, sure. which we've covered many times. But, but okay, and can, we'll can cover I go again. back to the. Yeah, let's okay. let's go back. But but I just want to say, can I? And then we'll go back to it. Sure. I just want to say that I, I what I just did maybe argued for the fact that God does want us to be prosperous in a certain sense. The, right, that right. God does so. So Frank, may, maybe I don't completely disagree with you. I think maybe it's the fact that the Joel Olstein was a, associated to it, yeah, and that I'm not. It's complete, hard for me to get past that. Yeah. I, I'm not completely comfortable with Joel Olstein. I, I, personally, I don't know enough about him to be against him, but I've never felt really good in my spirit about him. And right, so, with right. that, j- just take it for that. That is not a statement of whether or not. I declare that you should not, if you're a Christian, I'm not going to make that kind of a statement. Right, right, right. But what I say is, is that I think there, there are, there are prosperity preachers out there. And I don't know if Joel, I don't know if Joel Olstein is one of them, but there are prosperity preachers over on the T- totally blasphemous network. 
um, that will occasionally tell you, listen, if you are in debt and you're about to lose your house because of your mortgage and and it's going to be foreclosed on and 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 if you can't afford the medical bills that are coming in <laughs> here's what i want you to do here's what god wants you to do you get out your credit card and whatever the limit is that you have unspent on that credit card you donate it to our network <laughs> right now whatever the limit is if it's only $300 puts you to your credit card limit if it's if it's $4000 that you trust in wow. god right I've now i've heard that really oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah wow this is i used to listen to this um anyway but yes this is on tbn that this is on there and it's and it's out there i could research the the audio clips for it but anyway they say if you donate right now this is what i this is what the lord is telling me to speak to you right now that god will completely wipe away all your debt within 24 months (laughs) Wow! and so that's in my mind when i hear prosperity preaching and stuff like that that's what i don't believe in but i do believe that god does have plans for us and 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 it says plans to prosper you but 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 not that he desires all of us to be stinking wealthy right well and and i I, once again i think that word prosper is is a whole nother issue too yeah yeah god in god's and this is my this is my personal opinion but in god's mind Prosperity would probably be a much more of a right relationship with him, yeah, it, and in a right relationship with others than to, it ever to put would you be in a place money. that that is that that gives you peace and and an abundant life. And see, that I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That is not about uh, that is not a financial statement, right? Exactly. But, but it, do you you know I here's the here's the I, I will say this, and and this is this has been out there for a long time. Before two years ago. Two years ago, two two years ago, and several years before that, I was making eighty five thousand dollars a year. Right. My first year of doing this business, I think I made eighteen thousand dollars. Something really ridiculous. I am more prosperous now than I ever was when I was working in insurance. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course it does. I am. Yeah. I am far more rich, and my life is so much more abundant now than it has ever been in my past. Yeah. Okay, so so with that, God did desire for me to prosper, right? But not necessarily just in the finance. Now, with that being said, I see I see some great hopes and future uh, things that might lead to the fact that one day I will have the resources to not only provide for my family, but also to be able to do so many, so much more, to give so much more. And I'm looking forward to that day. So, do you think in heaven that there is going to be money? No. I just, I'm asking, I'm just asking that question because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, my desire with that, I would desire to attempt to allow heaven to be in this earth just as it is in heaven, allow the kingdom to be here now just as it is in heaven. I don't want to work towards that fact. Well, isn't that so what the uh, if, shakers did? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we're going to raise, we're going to raise crops for one another. We're going to care for one another as best we possibly can. And I don't know. I mean, I just yeah. So let's go back to the original thing at hand now. So anyway, which okay, is, I think, and I think that where he misunderstood me was I was basically saying that you need to throw away all Christian bookstores. Yeah, everything sold in a Christian bookstore is horrible, and that's not what I was saying at all. I mean, they are providing a need; they're selling Bibles. <laughs> right. 
whether it's listed on the New York Times bestseller list or not. You know, and they're, they're selling, you know, other things as well that, that are very highly encouraging and things like that. It is, it's the small trinkets and useless things that, and I would call useless things. Other people would say they're uplifting and encouraging items. That's what I was mainly talking about is, you know, right. That, and that's that's the, so yeah, the I just trinkets. To clarify. You, yeah, the yeah, trinkets, the, the trinkets. Jesus trinkets. And, um, and the one thing I will point out, and and I, I hate that we're doing. I hate that I'm picking apart every single thing Frank said because Frank's never going to call. In. No, that's not true. I know Frank will call in again. Good, I hope so. Uh, but anyway, um, and I wasn't. The, I'm not bashing Frank at all. No, I just no, want no, to no. clarify my own point of view. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. No. But what I'm about ready to say uh, is that I don't think that when when Christian stores are developing these products and they're selling these products. Uh, I don't think that that they're filling a need as much as they are filling a want, you know, or yeah, a desire. Okay. Yeah. And 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 you know how how much is that perpetuating things and pro and see that's where I I can kind of see your statement. You know, it, sure. I've had right. a week to think about this, and it's like you know, I you you mentioned something, and at face value, it just sounded so darn wrong to me. It's like uh-huh. I hate it anytime somebody's trying to just profit from me. And right, I'm like. Right. Wait a second! You bought that brand new camera when you had another camera that functioned great, and and you went and bought. But I wasn't talking prop- about a camera. That, but you, that you they you they prospered from you. They benefited, but you know, at face value, it it didn't seem to sound right. But at the same time, it's like are are you create sometimes are you creating artificial desires and needs mm. within people. Yeah. You know, it, it, how much of that stuff, and, and so I could see your your points. Or there. working with, or working with the the Western mentality of des, of materialism and stuff like that, and just saying, well, we're going to use that, yeah, that desire, and it's probably not a God given desire, but we're going to use it to be able to profit, right? And and so I I would say that if 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 I were to try to understand your point of view and your frustration with quote unquote Christian bookstores, it's like you know they. I, I believe wholly that they should profit from their business. I, I I think they go into business for business to earn income. But I my my understanding is that, you know, the reason why would I put the term Christian on here is because well, I want to operate in a way that's not typical of this style of industry, meaning the publishing industry and the the and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. And and if you're participating in some unchristian ways of profiting which is through just just appealing to people's materialistic tendencies, mm-hmm. then I have I, I can see having an issue with that. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I, this is a, this is actually a great question. Why do and, and this is actually um, understanding of um, of Christians primarily. Okay, I'm, I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about normal people. Christians would why do Christians feel like they should keep their level of of income hidden or secret i don't know because that's in the I world don't. we live in today in the world we live in everyone's like really hesitant to tell you how much they make they're like oh I, I, I. but i it's so foreign to me because like i've been telling everybody how much i make because it's on the internet like, yeah <laughs> as a pastor i mean that's what we're required i've never I, you know i've never understood that it's, i i i've it back when i was in insurance and i would mention to people you know if how somebody asked how much do you make uh, they they would be flipped out when I told them if I was actually to share with them how much I made. I wonder where that's coming from. I mean, this is and, just a side note. And, and if I, I'll tell you, there would be. I I learned I learned after time that it's not acceptable to ask somebody how much do you make. 
Right. You know, yeah. and it's like, why is that unacceptable? I mean, it, right. It, it, and, and then are they worried that people are going to treat you differently? Yeah, Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I what the other thing is, I think it comes from, you know, where I think this comes from. I think it comes from employers who who forbid employees to discuss or disclose what, what they, they make. make to each other. Oh, I, really? I, 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 if I had, I'm, this is a theory. Because Bob's been in the business for however long, and Bob's making this much money. How Which, come I'm not a, making that? There's much a money? scripture about this, and any, mm-hmm. it's like because I I've been involved in places where I worked with a big huge team of people, and right. it's like you know it, it's you know the re- annual reviews are in, and so and so's got a 17 cent raise, and the other person's got a 52 cent raise per hour. Right, and, right. and it's like that's not fair. Blah blah blah. It's like <laughs> freak. Then quit your job. <laughs> Well, Who are you to say how generous the employer can be and what right. basis is decision? And, and, and we actually give the, an opportunity for the employer to be able to say, listen, I'm above the law here. I'm, you know, they got this because they deserve I this. didn't have to hire any of you guys. Right, exactly. And, anyway, it, you know, okay. yeah, if you're not happy here, go. But there, I mean, and, and what's amazing to me is how, how many times this has up, come up in Christian conversation. And, yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll give you 35 cents an hour and quit whining. That's funny. But um, the the deal is, though, is that there's a scripture story about this. The guy who hired somebody early in the morning. Sure. And then at the same, you know, at lunchtime, uh, he hired somebody else, offered him the same amount. And an hour before everything was done for the day, hired another guy. Right. And they right. all three got the same amount. Well, here's the thing. Do you think that Jesus was a, would be a for-profit company? No, I don't think he would be a for-profit <laughs> company. That's what I'm kind of ultimately kind of going back to and saying, yes, hey, they had money. Judas was the money changer. Yep. He held the money for he the group. A, they had enough money to buy food for 5,000 men and their wives and children. Do you know how I know that? <clears throat> how do you know that? Because when there were 5,000 people gathered, one of the disciples said to Jesus, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to take the money and go buy food for all of these people? Oh, come on. He could be sarcastic. You're kidding me. Are you seriously going to re- literally read that? <laughs> That's the way I read it. That's the, it's kind of like saying, well, you know what they say? He brews the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so there's nothing wrong with that. But why not? And this is, you know, this is my big deal. And, and this is the thing is if I ever do write a book, which I really do feel God kind of leading me to do something similar to that, I'm, I really am desiring to basically put that book out for free and just say, hey, if you appreciated this, please give money towards this. And, uh, and, and, and I think that that's what the way Jesus worked. I don't think he stopped in and said, hey, everyone who comes to the door, you owe 10 bucks. Right. I think he, he spread the word of God, the good news that allowed people to be able to experience this joy of being free and, and, you know, chains fell off kinds of stuff. And people were so excited and joyous of that. And they cared for one another so much that they gave that money. And I think that's the difference between Christianity and saying we expect this amount or do we give you an opportunity to be able to give that money? Right. And that's, that's a, there's a big difference there. And it's really cool because I mean, go to any church, go to any church function if you just ask for donations as opposed to saying it's $5 a plate for the meal, every single time in youth ministry, and we've been doing this for you know 15 years, my wife and I, every single time they make a bunch more money Yeah, because you give people an opportunity to be able to give. And sometimes it's giving sacrificially instead of saying it has to be a minimum of this much. Right. 
So anyway, no, I, I I see what you're saying there. Um, I don't know that you know you can open up a an online store and say, hey, uh, fill up your shark shopping cart and uh, you know, just uh, go ahead and put in an offering amount and we'll ship it out to you. And and I don't know, right? Well, you can just you, it'd give, be interesting. Give them the amount it? of cost and say, hey, the cost for us yeah. is this. Well, that's I we, I did it, that. We would love for you. To Have do. you seen the the PABL stickers? Uh, or, well, look at the back of my uh, my my uh, MacBook. Oh yeah, I see it. Yeah, it's it's a little sticker there. Somebody had donated those to me, and I basically awesome. I you know they I've got a couple hundred of them up there, and I put out and say, listen, you know, I want to just give these away to people just so they're sticking on your car. Right. The only thing is though, is it, it cost me a, it cost me about eighty eight cents for postage, and it cost me about a dollar. For these hardback mailers, right, 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 and so I put it on my website. It's like, listen, for a donation of any amount, I'll ship this to you, right? You know, and, and you told and, them how much it costs you to ship. I, I didn't even that, say that. Oh, okay. I okay. just said a donation of any amount. That's cool. And one well, person, and when it's, you know, when it's less than two bucks, I can understand ex- that. Exactly, know. and and so you know, if somebody donates fifty cents, then they donate fifty cents. Sure. But so far, one person donated two dollars. Another person donated ten dollars. Exactly, and, and it was just in the spirit of you know, hey, I, I, this is awesome. I'm glad that you're doing this, right, and that's and this is a perfect time for you to be able to talk about the GSPN community if you would like to be a plus member. Yeah, I mean that's this is the same kind of model of a financial model that we're talking about. Is hey, for us, to, you know, you said it up front. If I actually wanted to give money to my kids for college and to be able to survive as a family doing this, mm-hmm. it would require this number of people giving ten dollars a month. Yep, and that, for me, th- th- believe it or not. And, and it, I, the only thing I hate mentioning about this is because in my mindset prior to being self-employed and doing this as a career, right. I would have heard this amount and it's like, are you kidding me? Do you know what I could do with that amount of money? Right, sure, but sure. but I, we need 1,000 plus members. Right. We need 1,000 plus members at $10 a month and that's $10,000 a month. Right. And that just sounds like, What? What are you wasting all that money on? Yeah, yeah. But folks, unless you own a business, it, it just because when I saw it, when I saw the number to see what we would need, right. and when I was doing all the bit, I, I was like, oh my gosh, did I make the worst decision ever? <laughs> what, <laughs> what there, there's no way. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like last month we brought in seven thousand dollars gross uh, for to, to the business, and I will tell you, we we're you know we're scrimping. To to put yeah. to just sure. put groceries on the table. Now let me just say, I mean, don't 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 get the violins out and play the sad music. It's it's not that the Titanic is not. Going God down. has been amazing and He has blessed us. Right. You're building you're building the boat. You're not. Yes. the boat's not sinking. The this boat is the is very not beginning singing. of it all. <laughs> That's right. And so things are going awesome here. But if you want to, I mean, we would love for you to become a plus member. If you've enjoyed, if you're enjoying this content. And, and and you believe in the kind of conversations we're having here. I, I will tell you, this is making a difference, and it is changing people's lives. Sure. Uh, there are people who are investigating faith in Christ as a result of of uh, not just the About the Church podcast, but even more so, and on a much, much larger scale, in something like the Weekly Lost podcast and exactly. the Heroes Fan podcast. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and so, yeah, if, if you haven't done so already, please consider becoming a Plus member, and you can learn more about it and hear the testimonies over mm-hmm. at gspn.tv slash plus. Cool. So with that, we're going to bring uh, our first Skype caller on. We've got John. John, how's it going, man? It's all right. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I hear you hear great. You great. Good, good. Um, we're, y'all were just talking about. Um, uh, anyway, I'll lead it in with this. I was, um, I was listening 
you know, to y'all earlier. And I come from Houston, Texas, and in Houston we have you know NASA, we have the Houston Texans, they're a brand new franchise, they're sold out. We have some of the best, we have the best zoo, you know, that's not San Diego. We have the Astros, we have the Houston Ship Channel, and we have all these great different tourism type things. But you know what the number one tourist uh, attraction is in Houston? Joel Olstein. <laughs> Lakewood Church. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that is. So what you're saying is, is possibly the city council really likes Joel Osteen. <laughs> uh, I think they like him a lot. <laughs> He's bringing business into the community. Very cool. Is that? Is there anything else you wanted to add? No, no. Oh, wait, I, I want to ask you a question. Uh, yeah. How is it like being in the promised land? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean so close? Well, yeah. this no, is I'm weird. At, I'm at being in Texas. Oh, in Texas, uh, right now it's um, you know ninety, and the humidity is about ninety, so it's it's not really the promised land. Oh no, no, it, it is. You just got to get closer to the dirt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> DG's from Texas. I'm from Texas. Yeah, oh, what I, part? Uh, Florida, about about an hour northeast of Lubbock in the Panhandle, way up north up there. And I used to tell people that Houston is technically not part of Texas because you basically swim to work every day because it's so humid and hot. Very much, very much so. You can be you can it can be twenty degrees in Lubbock and be. You know, 95 in Brownsville. Exactly. But, dude, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you calling in and and letting us hear that comment. That's great. (laughs) All right. Y'all take care. Thank you so much. I love taking the live calls. That's very cool. And uh, was able to do that on our our new Skype system over here. That's awesome. You can even call in Skype on your iPhone now. Yeah, you you can. Exactly. So with that, we're going to go to our next call, which is uh, Professor Allen. And I think we've already covered a little bit of this, but uh, we'll hear it from him and his opinions on the Christian everything. Okay. Hey, guys. Professor Allen here for About the Church. I'm sorry I missed the live chat on capitalism and Christian bookstores. It sounded like a great conversation. I have a few problems with uh, Christian bookstores, too, or, or more broadly. A pet peeve of mine is any use of the word Christian as an adjective. Christian radio station, Christian novel, Christian business, Christian bookstore, they all make me cringe. Uh, For one thing, it's horrible theology to use Christian as an adjective. And usually by Christian, um, folks who who use this word just mean cleaned up a little bit or no bad words or safe for the whole family, as if that was an accurate definition of what being a Christian was. Anyway, it's much more accurate to describe these places, this subculture, as evangelical bookstores because it's that wing of the family tree that are the main customers, the target audience, not the entire broader Christian population overall. I was fascinated by the episode. It's so clearly reflective of the distinctions of where uh, Cliff and DG come from. Cliff, uh, uh, sorry, DG, uh, first reflective broadly of mainline thought, generally comfortable with culture, with science, with arts, with music, with movies, with public schools, with books, rarely uses the word secular to describe mainstream artistic works. D.G. likes the word normal, for example. Um, you know, mainliners generally not worried about the influence of Harry Potter or the Da Vinci Code, uh, and therefore they see no reason to set up an alternative Christian quote-unquote subculture. You know, they're fine swimming in the mainstream culture. Swimming, love it. Evangelicals are generally much more suspicious of culture, of movies, the education system, media, science, the arts, all of those things, and are desirous of protecting themselves and their children from the secular influences. Um, 
by partaking of Christian versions of movies, music, books. Again, cleaner, um, no bad words, uh, no drinking. Uh, Christian publishing uh, houses, evangelical publishing houses, have some amazing rules as to what can and can't happen in a uh, quote-unquote Christian novel. Anyway, so we've ended up with this evangelical shadow economy of authors, musicians, artists, publishers, radio networks, etc. It's a a bizarre situation. Anyway, I love the ongoing conversation you guys have. Keep up the good work. Very, very good feedback. And, uh, you know, I I personally, you know what, I've given up on the term Christian myself. Uh, just, just all together, and it, I don't know if it has to do with the fact that we have Christian everything, and all of a sudden now, I if mm. if anything, um, it, it was it was it the Dalai Lama or who else was it or, or was it Gandhi? I I can't remember which of those two people it was that says, listen, I don't have a problem with with uh with Jesus and what he taught. I have a problem with Christians who who seem to follow his teachings. I think people give that quote to Gandhi, but I'm not sure if it's the exact quote or not. Yeah, I think it, it's kind of disputed. It, I, yeah. But yeah, it would be Gandhi not. But but whether but I have to agree with that statement. You know, it, it, the right. the fact is is that um Christians, people who claim to follow Christ, you know, that that sometimes their lives just do not match up anything closely related to to any of the teachings right right and and stuff like that and and so therefore when you have a christian bookstore who who maybe panders sometimes to you know selling trinkets uh for for a profit when when it's just obviously playing into somebody's tendencies for materialism or whatever the case may be or 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 whether or not it's a christian radio station that that does something that's questionable Here's the thing. I I don't know that I'm going to get upset personally. Um, I and and I don't think that there's that much of a divide on on this topic. For example, um, what? Oh, he said something in there. He said, uh, "Do do do." What was it that he said? Oh, hmm. crud! Hold on. <laughs> well, darn hold, it. Hold on, because he said something right in the middle that I wanted to say that because I don't have a problem with either um, Christian quote unquote subculture. You know, they're fine swimming in the mainstream culture. Is this it? Evangelicals are generally much more suspicious of culture, of movies, the education system. Okay, I will agree that that I am suspicious of things, and mm-hmm. and and I and DG, I, I believe I've heard you say that, and I, I, if I'm mistaken, tell me, you know, that we ought to test the spirits. Of course. Yeah, you, you know, you, you, but I think we should also use common sense in the midst of that too. And I think and I agree with you. And I think that that there are a lot of people. And hey, believe me, there are tons of evangelicals within the main line. Um, like for example, we have um, I don't know if I'm going to say his name. He used to be the president of my seminary. Okay. <laughs> anyway, he brought out a video, and the Methodist Church right now at all the annual conferences are actually voting on rewording uh, who can be a member of the Methodist Church. Okay, and they're and, and the wording right now says we accept people from all ethnic backgrounds, all socioeconomic backgrounds, all you know, whatever else. I mean, just it has it all spelled out. And there is a group in Texas that wanted to, to just say all persons, all persons are accepted. And and the reason he and he did this like YouTube video and basically saying it's just going to allow gays to join the church. It's going to allow gays to join the church. And it's oh, like, gosh. but the whole thing. 
the whole thing that he was basically based off of was his fear. I mean, it was it was a reaction in fear yep. of of the wording that would be changed. And there's a you know there's just a big difference between that. And I think that a lot of the a lot of the same things did, too does, is like did the current language specifically point out in some kind of unspoken way against having gay people? No, it just did not explicitly say sexual orientation. Right. That's all. And 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 so saying all poor. It, 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 and there was other things too. They were also basically saying, well, if you do this, then the pastors won't have any right to say no. You can't join the church. It's just like this free pass. Everybody gets in to join the church. Um, anyway, it's, 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 it was one of the big issues. I don't think there's, there's yeah. nowhere it's going to pass. I don't, I don't think it's going to pass at all, but it's just, it's still interesting. But you know, he did this whole video and everyone could sense, wow, man, he's, he's scared. Yeah. Like a lot of this stuff is based off of fear. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, man, come on guys. You serve Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get, not get so hung up on the fear thing. <laughs> I, I come from a, a pretty evangelical background in, and. I, I I'd have to say that I, I still stick to those roots pretty for, firmly and and I and I'm investigating and I'm questioning a lot about what I believe sure and and what I'm finding is it's it while I'm being presented with new data you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. For, for the first time and I'm evaluating it there are a lot of things it's like okay wait a second I still believe what I I believe I I'm my fundamental belief right now I have not heard enough evidence that makes me think to the contrary right sure but by golly i am not going to sit there and shove my belief some down somebody else's throat right right and that's something that has fundamentally changed in me yeah yeah you know and, and, and my biggest my biggest thought is what if christianity becomes the equivalent of of what the jews were when christ came and everyone we all had a, the exact idea of how this is all going to play out and mm-hmm. exactly what's going to happen and then here comes this Messiah figure that says, hey, it's not exactly you misinterpreted this part and this part. Have you ever seen Mr. Deity? And, no. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Deity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the internet stuff. Yeah. Yes. They're really, it's really funny. Oh, my gosh. Is that hilarious? <laughs> but it's, it's just one of those things where you're just like, man, I, I hope and pray that I can be sensitive enough to the Spirit's leading that if I recognize that I've been wrong or I disagreed with something that I should not have, that the Spirit could be able to work and mold within me. Yeah. And there's a difference between, you know, being very zealous for your faith, but also listening to the spirit to be able to say, hey, you needed to wake up right here and you didn't do it. And it, and it's that it's that balance between those two that I think that makes for a healthy Christian. Yeah. To be honest with you. And I'm I'm not a perfect Christian. I mean, I still wrestle with those two all the time. But at least I think and I think it's healthy to be wrestling with those things instead of just being completely closed and just say, nope. Nope, that's not the way it is. This is the only way it is. And it's just it's just a challenge. It's just a challenge. And it's a challenge to me. I'm saying it's not just a challenge there. It's it's challenging to me. Do you watch Doctor Who? No, dang it. Have no. you never seen have you never I watched I've never seen any Doctor Who. You I were need ju- to see it. You were I just really talking and, and, and I hate to admit this, but I you know, we don't put on any masks here. And I was just looking at you right now, and then you probably, of course, you would not know the reference, but uh, I was just amazed at how much you look like a Cyberman with that, with those headphones with the on. headphones on? Yes. A Cyberman? A Cyberman, All right, now yeah. i got to go check it out. Yeah. It's not the little droid thing that's going around, right? It's a- no, that's a Dalek. Dalek, yeah. Okay. A Dalek. A Dalek. Yeah. A Dalek. Now, I have seen enough of it. I saw like one episode 
to know what a Dalek is. We'll, we'll play Rick's voicemail next, and I'll go pi- put a uh, photo of a, a Cyberman. Okay, that's cool. And then don't forget, I want to talk about room. the new uh, um, advertising campaign for the Methodist Church. Yes, up. and you want to talk about something somebody told you, like a professor or something. Ooh. So. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. Here, Rick. Oh, no, no. I know what it is. I know what it is. Hey, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the About the Church podcast, and I have a question um, for the discussion, which is, uh, I think there's an obvious answer, but there's still a, a discussion you could have, is uh, is one sin greater than another? I, I think the answer is no. Uh, all sins are equal in the sense that they separate us from God and, and damage our fellowship with God. But from God's point of view, obviously, he, he sees each sin the same. But then from our human point of view, we do seem to see some sins as greater than others, like uh, someone who's a murderer is worse than someone who's a thief or someone who's uh, an adulterer is worse than someone who just tells a lie. But aren't all those things the same as far as God's concerned? So I hope to hear your discussion of that. Are all sins equal? Hmm. Um, you know, I, if, if I had to say, <sighs> I, I have goes, a tendency to, I think it ultimately goes back to blasphemy, the Holy spirit stuff. Yeah. It's like, Oh, wait a second. Someone, someone said that something was different than the rest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, well, that's not the only place I, there, no, 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 no. there, there, there's a portion in scripture that says, uh, there are a couple things that come to mind. If you catch your brother in a, in a sin that does not lead to death, then pray for him. Mm-hmm. If you catch your brother in a sin that leads to death, you know that leads to death, then then you ought to can you know go to them one on one. If so, so what is this? What's this? What's this all about? If a bro, a, a sin that doesn't lead to death, you know what what does that mean? And then that talks about there's a thing that says all other sins are outside your body. You know, there are there, sins that are that are not sins of the body. So when it talks about and let and let's just keep it off the homosexual thing. But let's talk about um, uh, do, 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 adultery, um, murder. Uh, no, oh, I'm, I'm talking about sins, sins of that have to do with the physical body. Oh, physical body. So, so there's adultery, uh, fornication, uh, sex, just sex outside of marriage sure. generally. Yeah. And so. Um, the, it, 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 the Bible clearly states that these are sins of the, you know, that, that have, that are, are that are separated mm-hmm. there. So there is, there are those two different things. Mm. So I, I believe there's, there's a differentiation of, of, of sin. I think there is in my mind, I think there is a, a difference in telling a little white lie. Although I just, I, I, I think a sin is a sin. Uh, meaning that it is, it, of course, it, I, this goes to how you define sin, right? And, and, and I'm, I just looked up. I wanted to read what you what you just quoted from First John, uh-huh. and it says, "If anyone sees his brother commit a sin that does not lead to death, he should pray for God. Will, he should pray, and God will give him life." I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that he should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. Exactly, and he does. He does say all wrongdoing is you know it's all just, wrongdoing is you know, sin. It's 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 been debated for years and years and years and years. But um, I do think that that no matter what the sin is, and this goes back to my Wesleyan heritage, 
there's always grace big enough for it. Right. And, um, and, and I, th- and I don't care if it's murder. I don't Except care for that rape. one that leads to death. Well, and I, th- and I think, <laughs> and I think that what he's basically saying is, is if you're not in a right relationship have have- with God and with Christ, then you guess what? You will not be able to have life and life everlasting. And, and don't uh, you have life to abundantly. grace is a gift and a, and a gift is not something that you're forced to receive as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. Of course. And so if you choose not to do that, then, you know, that would be leading to something that's not life. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Good, anyway, good conversation. Good okay. conversation. Uh, so I'll tell you what, we're already at 51 minutes, which is amazing to me. I, it feels like we just started. It does. I completely agree. Man, I was really wanting to talk about this. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. We're going to talk about the last two things, uh, okay. and then we're going to wrap up. But uh, we do want to let you guys know that you can call us and leave us messages for next week. Yeah. And if you want to be able to call in live during the show, uh, you can do that via Skype or via phone and we invite right. you to come next right. tuesday morning at 10 a.m so cool. go ahead and share you got two things you want to share with us okay so the first one is when i first went to seminary uh, my first class that i took i um i uh <laughs> i don't know if that's somebody calling in for uh the podcast or not we'll try it. let's 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 just answer it um uh, yeah let's try it okay gspn.tv world headquarters hey this is dg oh wait, let me unmute it Hello. 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 This is DG. I'm hanging up now. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> I just I couldn't resist it. I'm sorry. I had to do it. That is hilarious. <laughs> I was just standing around. I was sitting around beside you. Oh, for those of you who are in Ustream. <laughs> that was just that was a gift from me to you. There you go. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, I'm a child. This. You're dang right I am. <laughs> No one keep me from going to Jesus because I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Allen says that's so, so postmodern, postmodern of you. <laughs> anyway, so I was in the seminary class, and uh, oh, that was awesome. Thank you. you. Dude, that was a gift for me. That was thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> let me unmute you. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love you, Jesus. That's awesome. Anyway, okay. Um, that's going down to the record books, people. That's... Episode 79. Sometimes I don't like you. (laughs) Do things like that. Yeah, do things like that. Real long pause. I remember me to tell you about the sermon I preached on Sunday too. But anyway, okay. Went into the very first class and talking about like giving up and stuff like that. I actually, it was Professor Allen was talking about he's grading with one hand right now and he's also listening to us at the same time. For one of my, my first class, he actually, have I ever told you this? My professor asked me who was so-and-so and what was, and gave his death date and his birth date. And it said, and what was his contribution to biblical studies? I had no idea because I had memorized just the, the biblical studies. Oh, man. Keep going. Um, so anyway, so on the paper I wrote down, well, so-and-so lived to the ripe old age of this because I just subtracted the birth date and the death date. And I, and I said, of which I have no idea. And uh, waving the white flag, and the guy was the, the Bill uh, is a professor at, at seminary wrote on there. Thanks for the break of the monotony, but I'd give you zero credit for this answer. <laughs> so anyway, that was the first one. But the thing I want to talk about next was the United Methodist Church um, and the Ten Thousand Doors campaign. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm trying to think um, where I don't know if this is going to be. This is not what I was really wanting to, to know. Um, maybe this one. You know what? Let's talk about it next week. 
Are you sure? Yeah, let's talk about it next week because I want to have the I want to have the right video and I can't okay. find the right video. But it's basically their new campaign of basically saying to rethink church. Mm-hmm. And the website is ten thousand doors dot org. Um, and the, and the idea is, what if church wasn't just a building with thousands of doors? Thousands okay. of doors leading into helping out the poor, helping out you know AIDS victims, uh, sharing Christ and stuff like that. I mean, it's just it's a it's a unique campaign. I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it. Okay, it's well, one of we'll the best ones at, I think that's come out in a long time. We'll but, look at it next week. Then yeah, that's it. Sounds good. All right, sounds great. Everybody, please be praying for a church other than your own. Yes, please uh, because do. We've got people sponsoring us. That that's all they that's all they ask for, which is yep. really really cool. Um, and uh, so please do that. And also, please, you can always give us a call and leave us a voicemail at 859-795-4067. Or toll free at 800-757-1158 if you don't have an unlimited long-distance plan on your cell phone. Nice. Nice. We'll pick up the bill. You know what? And I want to throw out uh, one other thing really quick. Um, if you guys are looking for a way to be able to help some children in need, uh, the place I went to in, in Guatemala, La Limanada, uh, there's a place called Lemonade International, um, and Lemonade International is trying to do something right now called Ten to End, which is basically ten dollars a month. So join GSPN Plus first, <laughs> and then see if you could ever pray about doing this. But they literally are going to be able to end the need for hunger and for clothing for like eight hundred kids, like five to five to well, no, maybe it's five to seven hundred kids. Um, there in, in, in La Limanada, which is like the poorest neighborhood of Guatemala City. And uh, I, I just joined this. My wife and I just joined this. So I just encourage you to be praying about that and think about that. It's the it's the letter it's the letters of 10 and then the number 2 and then end.org. Okay, T-E-N, the number 2. two and then end.org. There I we just, go. I really love these guys. They, they need uh, 160 people to continue. They got 40 people who have joined and they need another 160. So. I just want to cool. throw it out there. It's a great ministry. I just want to encourage everyone. It's great. And if you're looking for some other shows to listen to, um, DG just recently did an interview with a guy who runs a place called The Convent over at the Praxis Podcast, praxispodcast.com. That's P-R-A-X-I-S, podcast.com. Yeah. DG also does a show which is um, all things secular. All things geeky. <laughs> Just kidding. That was a joke. (laughs) I know. Um, Anyway, that is over at theguyspodcast.com. Yep. Yep. Very cool. And of course, working on getting up our adoption stuff pages, getting stuff going. So I'll give you that website as soon as I get it done. So awesome. And then, of course, if you want a list of the 20 or no, 19 other shows that we produce here at gspn.tv, go to gspn.tv slash subscribe and there's a listing with a short description of each show and all their RSS feeds and all that good stuff. And if you want to become a Plus member, gspn.tv slash plus. Yeah. We're at 285 Plus members now. That's awesome, dude. Praising God every step of the way. break that 300 barrier. Yeah, that would be awesome. Anyway, thank you, folks. We will be back next Tuesday, 10 a.m., and DG and I are going to go have... We're going to get some lunch. A healthy lunch. That's right, baby. At a place called Potbelly. (laughs) (laughs) See y'all. We're all out of here.